Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. I used to care so much about portraying a perfect life and acting like everything was okay when really things were far from it. I was secretly battling anxiety, depression, and an eating disorder. So it was a lot. I'm Victoria Garrick, former Division I athlete, mental health advocate, and host of RealPod. Every Wednesday, I sit down with celebrities, athletes, entrepreneurs, and more to talk about the inner thoughts and feelings that we're all struggling with. So leave the filters and facetunes at the door and join me on RealPod. Hey everyone, I'm Jacqueline Johnson, the founder and CEO of Create and Cultivate, and this is Work Party, a podcast for a new generation of women who are ditching the rulebook and redefining the meaning of work on their own terms. In each episode, we bring in leading female entrepreneurs for real talk advice on the topics that matter most to the modern career woman from hiring to mentorship to raising money and so much more. Whether you're pivoting to a new industry, negotiating a raise, turning your side hustle into a full-time gig, or pitching your company to investors, we're giving you the tips and tricks you need to take your career to the next level. Ready to make some money moves? Well, welcome to Work Party, the podcast. Starting a business is no easy feat. According to the Bureau of Labor Statistics, 20% of businesses fail by the first year and 50% close by the fifth. So the odds of starting one successful business, let alone two, are stacked against you. But defying the odds is something that today's work party guest, Annie Lawless, knows a thing or two about. In 2012, Annie launched her first company, the cold-pressed juice brand, Suja Juice. You may have heard of it. She scaled it into such a success that Coca-Cola and Goldman Sachs each bought multi-million dollar stakes in the company. And now her second business, the clean beauty brand, Lawless Beauty, is on a similar trajectory. The brand doubled its sales as of October 2020, and it's on track to double its overall sales in 2021. No big deal. Needless to say, I'm so excited that she's here today to chat with us about her second successful venture, how she formulated a strategic exit strategy from her first company, and so much more. Trust me, you guys are not going to want to miss this. Let's welcome to the work party, Annie. 
Hi, Annie, and welcome to the podcast. We're so excited to have you. Hi, thank you. I'm so excited to be here. I'm so excited to talk to you because I think the first time you spoke at Create and Cultivate, which was many, many years ago, you were speaking on behalf of Suja, which was one of the first companies you were involved with. And now, obviously, all these years later, you have an entirely new business, Lawless Beauty, and a million other things going on. So excited to talk about being a two-time entrepreneur. For those who maybe aren't familiar with Suja and sort of the role you played there. Can you tell us a little bit about that brand and sort of how that came to be? Yeah. So Suja was really my first entrepreneurial endeavor. I was in law school. I moved to San Diego, which is where I live now and where I started Suja, but I was on a completely different path. So I moved here for law school and it was about six months in that I just knew I did not want to be a lawyer. And I was like 22, I think at the time, And I just realized, oh my gosh, I'm so miserable going to class every day. And I know that once I graduate, this is not what I want to be doing. And I felt like I had this moment in time to sort of explore as this young person with no real life obligations or commitments yet. So I started teaching yoga and making juices at home. And I met a guy who became my business partner, who was so obsessed with organic living Um, He had had a vegan food restaurant, was really into juicing. So we teamed up and decided to start this local home delivery service. And I dropped out of law school. And that was really the beginning of what we know today as Suja. But at the time, it was really more of a passion project to just find something that I loved and was passionate about and into that I felt happy doing every day. So I dropped out of law school. That business grew from a little local cult following to a nationally distributed brand. And it's now still in Target, Costco, Whole Foods, et cetera. I remember when it blew up and obviously this was pre sort of, or like right on the cusp of the juice craze when juice was really like everywhere. So that company had a lot of investors. You, you know, obviously scaled the business. Um, and at one point you left the company. Mm-hmm. Um, so tell us a little bit about why you exited the company and and what you were sort of wanting to do at that time. Yeah. So you, like you just touched on, you know, along the way of building a little business like that, as a young person without capital to really invest yourself, you bring a lot of outside investors in. And I think that really over time, you know, it's incredible and it's necessary for the brand to grow. But as we grew and scaled, I think, you know, the dynamics change, the vision for the brand changes And so when I left, I just felt like it was a perfect time where I was really at peace with what we had built. I felt so proud of the brand and it was time to let other people kind of take it over and carry it into the future because I knew that a lot of the direction in order to maintain this commercial, a nationally distributed household name brand was, you know, taking it to another place than where it came from. So I think it was just time for me to take my passion for health and wellness into a new category that I had more control and ownership over the destiny. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I think that's a really, um, you know, kind of a great thing to talk about as an entrepreneur, because I think sometimes people, you become so attached to your business that it's hard to let go or see a next evolution or start something new, but you were able to do just that. And after leaving Suja or like right around the time Suja sold, um, you know, a majority stake or a larger stake to Coca-Cola, Goldman Sachs, et cetera. And then recently was purchased by private equity. So a successful exit for that company that you, you started and then on to Lawless Beauty. So Along the way, you had your own influencer platform. You were creating your own content, you know, even during Suja. So 
tell us about the time period between Suja and then the launch of Lawless Beauty. How did you know what you wanted to do next? And why did you know that you wanted to bootstrap the business versus going the route of a Suja and raising money? Yeah. So I left Suja in 2015 and I actually took a year to just like travel, take a breather. I mean, I, as you know, starting a business is the most time and work intensive endeavor you can undertake. So I was ready to just like exhale and focus on the fun stuff. So I was blogging. Um, I had a YouTube channel doing makeup tutorials and writing blog posts and just recipes and all of the things that I considered at the time a hobby, but wasn't really sure where to take it. And it was about a year later in 2016, I started to get that itch. And it just kind of came on naturally where I really missed that tension of starting a new business, having a lot of challenges, but needing to figure them out in a sick way. It's very fun to be a little, a little stressed all the time, um, building something. It's just, I missed that. And so I thought, okay, what I'm really so into now is makeup and doing makeup tutorials. And I'm so into posting about my skincare routine. And I had switched over to clean skincare And the one thing I really kept getting in the questions was, can you give me your clean makeup recommendations? Because I had been posting that I had switched over to clean skincare. I did a YouTube video walking through my routine. And I thought, you know what? I don't really have clean makeup recommendations because I am a full face of makeup kind of girl. I love full coverage. You know, I love a smoky eye. I am not a no makeup makeup person. And I felt at the time, the clean makeup category was really geared towards that aesthetic. It was all very sheer, light coverage, not super pigmented, all really earth tones, cream products. And so when I came from using my NARS orgasm blush or my, you know, Giorgio Armani foundation, it just, I wasn't getting the same quality or performance in clean makeup that I was looking for. And that was when I realized, okay, I've heard from my audience. This is something they're super interested in. I personally can't even find clean makeup on the market that I want to buy or use on a daily basis to replace my conventional favorites because it just wasn't at that performance level. So it was very clear that there was a white space to me in clean. And I really thought, okay, if clean skincare exploded the way that it did, and people were starting to really flip their you know, products to the back and read the ingredients, they were going to start doing that with their makeup sooner or later. And so I really think clean, you know, was in the, at the time, this really niche five minute face, no minute makeup. And I really think it should just be table stakes and all makeup should be clean. So I wanted to create a mainstream high performance, full coverage, clean makeup brand. That was just really apparent to me through doing what I loved and sharing and just what I was hearing from my audience. Yeah, that's so true. Actually. I I totally agree with you. I think most of the clean beauty that I've used and that I like, you know, for a lot of it is that natural look. And I think sometimes when you're, if you're shooting video or, you know, on camera and stuff, you want that more full coverage. Like I always joke, I'm like, I want my face like fully matted out. (laughs) Like that's a white space in the clean beauty space. So you bootstrapped Lawless for how long? I started the brand in 2017 and did not take investment until 2020. So it was three years And I decided to do that because I think those first um, months and years of a brand are the most critical in building a foundation and really laying the groundwork for what this brand is. And I wanted nobody else's hands in the pot except for mine. It has my name on it. And, you know, I have such a clear vision for what I want this brand to be. And once you start bringing capital in from outside investors, you also start bringing in a lot of other viewpoints, perspectives, control. And I wanted to evade that as long as I felt it was right. 
And so that was the reasoning for that. Yeah. And so you ultimately decided to raise money, but you didn't raise from a ton of different people. Can you talk about your strategy going into raising money, finding the right partners for your business and, and how much you ended up raising and, and why you feel good about it? Yeah. So I really kind of took my time as you can tell, um, you know, and about three years we had launched in Sephora I was getting to that point where I knew I had these great opportunities. And in order to take the business to the next level, I needed to invest back into the business. And, you know, from self-funding for so long, I thought that it was time to get some new blood in the mix, some new thinking, more strategy, help with hiring. And so I wanted a strategic investor because you can get money from a lot of places, but you really want someone to understand your business and bring you the tools and resources to help take it to the next level beyond just the capital. So for me, that was my biggest wish list when looking for an investor is they need to be somebody that knows beauty, knows building brands, has worked with indie brands and scaled them to much bigger places and kind of understands this startup beauty category. The investor that I ended up going with, Cult Capital, they themselves are a startup. They're, they're a newer fund. And you know some of their investments, while not even in beauty, they have a couple of beauty, but they were all you know small sort of indie brands that were really growing. And I saw where they took these brands from when they invested to the growth stage that they're at now. And I just thought, okay, I think that they kind of understand exactly where Lawless is, exactly where we can go and how I want to get there. So that was really the way that I looked at it was I want a strategic investor, not just the capital. Hey, Work Party listeners, before we dive into that next topic, I want to give a shout out to one of today's sponsors, Coors Pure. It's our sponsors that help us keep the work party going. So your support means so much. Do you ever feel pressure to keep up a balanced lifestyle? You try to get a workout in daily, eat healthy 100% of the time, keep up with the wellness trends, and you feel like you are trying so hard all the time. Sometimes the simple act of using a standing desk or getting a quick run in is enough to celebrate. Those are the days you reach for a Coors Pure. Coors Pure is an organic beer that is all about celebrating the wins of everyday life. To break it down for you, the all-new Coors Pure is a refreshingly simple beverage made with organic barley, hops, and water. It's made with zero sugar and only 92 calories, which means you can indulge without any of the added guilt. It's the perfect crisp and refreshing beer to reach for while living a balanced lifestyle. And I'm finally at a really good place in my health journey. It's taken me a while to get here, but in my experience, the solution to all my problems has been replacing some of my guilty pleasures with healthy alternatives. It's an easy adjustment to make without having to change the way you live. And there's nothing I love more than cracking open an ice cold beer on a warm summer day. And now I have a beer that tastes just as amazing as it makes me feel. Coors Pure is the perfect beer to celebrate the wins of everyday life. So when you want to enjoy a beer, reach for a Coors Pure. It's organic, but chill about it. Go to CoorsPure.com party to see where you can find Coors Pure. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Albany, Georgia. Cheers. So you've obviously done this before, right? You had Suja, you went through that, all these things. Is there anything you took from that experience that you are now approaching differently with Lawless or lessons learned or things you figured out along the way that you've now been applying to this new business? Yeah, I think for me, really growing smart. I have such a small team, but everybody on the team is incredibly talented and can do like five different jobs because they're so knowledgeable and so driven and so passionate. And so I think it's quality over quantity and really bringing in the right, you know, instead of just filling the spaces, filling the seats with a lot of employees, I really want strategic 
hires. And so I have some incredible people on my team. And that's something at Suja, we, we scaled and grew so fast. It felt like overnight, we went from an office of like five to 50. And I think that's where things can really start to get a little bit messy. And so at this stage of the brand where I really want to drive the ship and maintain the control of the vision, the types of products that we launch, the aesthetic, the content, all of it. I really want to have a tight ship where we are all on the same page. We're all communicating and we all love this brand and what we're doing here. Yeah. The team is such a huge part of it and scaling that. I think that is the trickiest part of scaling the money and the team. So how big is the team currently? And what was a specific key hire that you made that like game changed your life or the business? So we're a team of five. One hire is just onboarding and hasn't joined quite yet. She's going to be in product development. I actually think everybody, because like I said, we're such a small team. Everyone's been a really key hire, but the most exciting for me was, well, I have two. Most recently, I brought my president, Rachel, Rachel Shalowitz on in March of 2020, right before COVID hit. I was three months pregnant. It was just a really risky time for her to join this brand. And she did. Um, But her background is at some of the brands that really inspired me. Like she was at Bobby Brown for a bit. She was at Pat McGrath. She was at Marquins. She was at L'Oreal. So at Shiseido. So she's seen a lot of the evolution of beauty and, you know, leading up to clean now with this whole new category really booming. And so she's just brought a lot of expertise. She's a makeup girl. So we can sit and chat product and we're just so aligned. She knows what I'm thinking without even saying it. And I think that has just really been so refreshing to me from kind of doing it on my own. And then now I've got a partner in here that really feels like a partner. And then the other one would be my first hire, which was my brother. And he was an investment banker and I actually brought him on as my CFO. And so for a year before we brought Rachel on, it was just he and I. And that was just a really special time to see how much we could do um, together as brother and sister and how much we were able to accomplish as a two-person team. I love that. Well, the good news is, is that Lawless Beauty doubled its sales as of October 2020, and the brand is on track to double its overall sales in 2021. So congratulations on that. Thank you. I also love that you brought on very senior hires from the get-go. I think that's a lesson I learned with my first company, and it kind of always went for like more junior talent because it feels less risky it's less expensive, but bringing in the big guns from the beginning, I think is definitely a really great way to go. But I want to talk a little bit about 2020. So like you said, you brought on a president, you were three months pregnant. We hit a pandemic. What was going through your head? What were some of the challenges in 2020 that you overcame and, you know, kind of what lessons did you learn coming out of it? Yeah. I mean, as you know, brick and mortar shut down. So all of my Sephora doors were, I would get my sales reports every week with my.com and my brick and mortar and brick and mortar was just zero. I mean, it was a really tough time. And during that time, we also had an animation plan, which is where they put you in all doors as part of a highlight at the front of the store. So they were sitting on all this excess inventory that they ordered for this animation that was now canceled. So I'm thinking, are they going to return this? Like, all these things going through my mind. So we acted pretty quickly and just doubled down on our digital strategy. We changed our digital agency. We really went you know, deep to figure out where conversion was happening, where we were losing, how we could really like tighten it up and dial it in. We started email marketing. We did a lot of different fun promos and things on our site to really drive our DTC. And it was actually a really great year for us. It wildly, I would say that 80 to 85% of our brick and mortar customers did move over to .com for Sephora. So that was incredible. We saw those numbers really start to jump. We really beefed up our assets, ways to help people shop online virtually. I think that was really helpful. We didn't slow down our launches. So we had newness to talk about. 
I was still out there doing PR and de- virtual desk sides. So I think, you know, really just kind of understanding that people still want to wear makeup. So they might be home, but it's one way you can feel good. Even with the uncertainty with the economy, no, they may not be buying cars and designer purses, but they'll buy a lipstick. And I think it, for me, was just like this comfort that even though I didn't know where, what I was doing every day, if I put on my makeup, I felt like I had a purpose. I felt like even if I was home, I still felt put together. And so I think a lot of people felt the same way and makeup seemed to be a category that really kept moving for us. So we were really, really lucky. Today's podcast is brought to you by Joybird, a custom furniture and home decor brand with responsibly sourced mid-century modern pieces. Their custom-made and curated furniture is built to meet the demands and unique tastes of each individual, providing high-quality products that will be enjoyed for a lifetime. I don't know about you guys, but interior design has always been a passion of mine. It's such an amazing way to express your creativity while also curating a space that evokes emotion and serves as the backdrop for so many beautiful moments of your life. I find it inspiring looking through all the colors, textures, art pieces, furniture, and finding a way to cohesively layer each throughout your home. My husband and I put so much TLC into remodeling our house because we really wanted to make sure each space was a reflection of our personality and the things that spark joy in our lives. And that's why I love Joybird so much because they offer unique, modern, customizable pieces for every space. And they also come in a variety of vibrant and durable fabric options. Yes, please. The options are truly endless and you'll have so much fun in the process. And with summer winding down, Joybird also has all the best outdoor furniture and accessories you could ever need to make the most of those al fresco dinners and late night patio hangs. I think we use our outdoor living area more than any other room in the house. So this is an absolute must on my list. To me, home is wherever you've created this warm, inviting, and inspiring space. It's obviously so much fun to decorate and get creative, but at the end of the day, interior design also has even greater rewards, like cultivating a calm environment where you can feel at ease after a long day. I've had my eye on a few of their cozy modular sofas because who doesn't like to curl up and get comfy on a plush couch, right? One of life's simple pleasures. And Joybird is committed to creating quality furniture that is also sustainable. So each piece is made with the incredible care and the materials are ethically sourced and free of harmful chemicals. Through their partnership with One Tree Planted, Joybird is helping restore Earth's most precious natural resources. So it's a brand you can feel good about supporting. They also stand for quality and craftsmanship. So if it's not everything you hope for and more, you can send it back with their 90 day return policy. And I also have an amazing deal for our work party listeners. So create a space that brings you joy with Joybird. Visit joybird.com work and get 30% off your purchase. That's 30% off at joybird.com work. That's an amazing deal. Now let's get back to the episode. So what are some of the biggest misconceptions that consumers have about clean makeup? I think when people think of clean makeup, two things. One on the the aesthetic side of kind of what I thought was they think it's going to be this really sheer, no makeup, makeup, less than sort of product. Like it's just not going to be as powerful or as long wearing as the conventional favorites that they're used to. And I think that's really changing the formulations and innovations that I've been seeing and that I've had the pleasure and experience to um, try have just been so elevated from even three years ago when I launched the brand. So I think that's one thing that people are going to start really shifting is that clean is great. The other thing on the ingredient side, I think that people think that clean means like 
there's three ingredients. One of them is coconut oil, shea butter, (laughs) and like a little bit of clay for pigment. And it's just so not like that. There's a lot of naturally derived chemical ingredients that are completely safe, but that really have helped elevate the efficacy of clean makeup. There's a lot of silicone replacements, um, mica instead of talc, which actually is so feathery and light and beautiful, all sorts of really interesting things that have natural origins, but like that mimic that glide of using um, like a petroleum in a lip product and things like that. So I think that it's really elevating and stepping up. And I think people are going to really start to think of clean as the norm. Yeah, I totally agree. I think some of the larger companies are going to have to move quite quickly to to make that happen. So obviously you now are successful in your second business. What has been some of the biggest challenges maybe for you personally or, or as a company starting a second business? I mean, you already have success with your first business going into the second one. Has it opened a new world of challenges? Do you feel more prepared for things? Like, how are you approaching it? That's a great question. I think one of the toughest things is when you're first starting out and you're kind of on your own island, you don't have a team yet. And when you hit those bad days where like, it seems like everything's going wrong, huge mistakes are happening, huge delays, whatever it might be, you ask yourself, why am I doing this? Why did I do this again? And especially after having one successful business previously, it was like, did I just bite this off to mess things up? Like I I could have been fine. So I think those are some of just like the starters kind of worries and concerns and stresses as you're trying to get something off the ground and you just feel like you have a mountain on top of you. I think some of the challenges are that I came in at is so green to beauty, like finding manufacturers, really pushing the limits on formulations and tweaking, and then also building the team. So as you know, finding those key great people is one of the hardest things about having and scaling a business. And I think that's why my team is so small. I'm going very strategic with everybody that I hire, but to find great people, it's not every day. Finding those great people can be quite challenging. So as we're growing, I think um, that's starting to become something I know is ahead of me that I really am going to need a few more of these key people pretty quickly. So the search for that, the interview process, all of that is, I'm not passionate about that. We'll put it that way. I'm passionate about the, the brand, the creative side, the makeup. And so a lot of times as the founder and for such a long time, a one person show, you have to do a lot of things and touch a lot of parts of the business that you're not really the best at or that interested in. Yes, preach. I feel you so much. <laughs> Trust me. It's 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 hard because I think everyone thinks if you're like the founder of the company or the CEO of the company, it's like, oh, you have to be involved in all these different things. Yeah, you have to be involved in it. It doesn't necessarily mean you're good at it or want to be doing it. <laughs> and then you outsource it once you can. But, you know, obviously you've had a ton of success Two two successful businesses, New York Times bestselling author. You've been on the Forbes 30 under 30 list. And from your Instagram, it looks like you are living the beauty founder life, getting to play with lipstick, all these things. But obviously we know that's not the reality of being an entrepreneur. So so what are some of the lessons that you've learned from a personal perspective? You obviously are the face of the brand. You have your own massive following. I think so much pressure is put on female CEOs these days to be absolutely perfect. So what are some of the things that you've learned along the ways and kind of pulling the curtain away for a second? Like what's the reality of, of being a mom, an entrepreneur? an influencer, the face of a company, all those things. I would say the biggest thing for me is boundaries. That's become my reality. I don't apologize anymore or feel bad if I cancel meetings, say I can't do this, say I don't want to do this, say this is your job, delegate. And really having a baby has changed that for me because from the minute she got here, like it's so cliche, but something does change in you and your priorities just shift so much. And so 
you know, I have just become really, really precious and guarded with my time and what I focus on and the things that I put my energy and attention into with the business. So I know where I can add the most value. I know where I can really move the needle. I know where I can contribute and where other people can take that off my plate or do it better. I I let that happen. And I think that's been a big learning for me because to your point, there is a lot of pressure. And I think you feel like as the CEO and it's your brand, you must be responsible for everything. You must be on every call. You must be in every important meeting. You must be, you know, firing at all systems at all times. And my baby is just where my priorities lie now. And I'm doing this for fun. And so I always come back to that and remind myself like, I'm doing this because I'm passionate about clean makeup and I'm doing this for fun. The minute I'm not having fun is where I need to put up a boundary. And so that's been really important for me with this business as the sole owner, the sole, well, now I have investors, but the sole founder, the creator, you know, I need to put some walls up. Before we get into that next topic, I want to take a quick break to talk with you guys about our amazing sponsor for today's episode, MZ Wallace make the most out of every day. MZ Wallace is a chic, innovative line of bags and accessories that are designed to do more. Whether that means more traveling, more fitness, a more efficient commute, or just more fun. And that's why MZ Wallace believes that design isn't just how something looks, but it's also about how it works. As I record this, I've been traveling around quite a bit for both business and pleasure, and my MZ Wallace Black Metro Belt bag has been my best friend. Seriously, one of my favorite purchases in the past year. The texture is great. I love the versatility and functionality all the different pockets offer. And I especially love wearing it to the airport because sometimes it feels like you just don't have enough hands to hold everything. And the Metro belt bag can be situated on your waist or across your chest, leaving your hands free and easy access to your cell phone or ID or whatever you need. I think of it as a super trendy, up-to-date fanny pack. Plus, it's so convenient when you need easy access to your wallet, boarding pass, and IDs. This bag really is the perfect travel and everyday companion. MZ Wallace bags have great design down to every last detail. You'll find pockets, as I mentioned, right where you need them the most, lightweight, stain and water resistant fabrics that are easy to wipe clean, and so many thoughtful design details that you never knew you needed. From their high quality, long lasting materials to their timeless styles, Having an MZ Wallace bag by your side means always being prepared to take on your day. MZ Wallace is offering Work Party listeners 15% off your first purchase. Just go to mzwallace.com slash work party. That's mzwallace.com slash work party for 15% off your first purchase. MZ Wallace, designed to do more. Looking back now, so much has changed for you. But if you could go back to the beginning of your career, knowing what you know now, what advice would you give your younger self? I would say just don't worry, just trust. Things do work out. And if you are passionate about what you're doing and you wake up every day and put effort into it, you know, there's going to be some really high highs and really low lows of being an entrepreneur. That's just part of what you sign up for. And so you need to just trust that everything is going to work out. Don't spend so much time worrying. Enjoy the process a little bit. Exhale and just know that on the other side of the hard times is going to be such a big reward for what you've created. If you really just like weather the storms. And I think when you're in it, you just don't feel like you feel like, Oh my gosh, this is a mess. This is over. This is never going to work. And I think you just waste a lot of time when you're younger. Cause you don't, you haven't been on the other side of that and have been, haven't been successful yet. So you can't really feel it or understand that like that 
that is a possibility. And if you just keep pushing, you will get there. Yeah. So true. I think it's so hard to see the light at the end of the tunnel when you're in the tunnel, like it's it's really, really challenging. So tell us a little bit about your favorite products from Lawless Beauty. So my two favorites right now are our mascara. I'm wearing it right now, but this was just such a, if I look up, like you can see it almost looks like I'm wearing fake lashes. It's just incredible. And this was a labor of love for me because it took like three years. This was one of the first products I wanted to launch, but my favorite um, mascara was Chanel La Volume. And every time I would get a lab sample and it would be in my vanity and I'd be testing it, if it was like something important, like an all day meet travel meeting or a date night or a wedding or something, I would always still reach for my Chanel. And I just knew it was not right yet if I was still reaching for something else. So I went through hundreds of lab submissions from nine different countries, reformulated, tweaked everything, and finally got this formula that is so long wearing, so black, so volumizing, and created this really incredible bendy brush. It just, it's the perfect mix of everything I need in a mascara. And I can honestly say I have not purchased any other mascara in the last like year and two months from when I so that's just was so hard that that's probably just my favorite that's like my favorite child and then the other one is like our forget the filler lip gloss it's a line smoothing plumping gloss and the reason I'm obsessed with this is because it's like a grown-up plumper it's not gonna like sting your lips and smell like bubble gum and like basically make them big because they're irritated it has this dermatologic ingredient in there called maxi lip and I found this ingredient, I was pregnant, but it's, it's been proven, it's had clinical testing. It shows that it increases your collagen production with continued use by 351%. And then upon application, it increases your lip volume by 40%. But it's like a treatment because the more you use it, the more you're actually stimulating your own collagen production. And I think the filled lip look is like just such a trend right now. And everybody loves this big filled lip. And I love the look of it, but I don't want noodles in my lip, but I like how smooth and blurred and full filler can make your lips look. So forget the filler line smoothing plumping gloss is a very um, exciting one. We have two shades and I have shade extensions coming. So um, we love that right now. I definitely want to try that. I feel like the same way. I'm like, I see the videos of people getting filler in their lips and I'm just like, ah, it hurts to watch. Yeah. It hurts to watch. I mean, get it girl. But I'm also just like, I don't know. I'm such a baby. I know. And then I see after and they put their lips to and it looks so smooth. And I'm like, I want that look. <laughs> <laughs> totally. Totally. Well, we're going to wrap with some sentence finishers. Are okay. you ready? Okay. The three traits that got me to where I am today are passion, persistence, and kindness. Love that. My go-to interview question for new hires is, do you like makeup? (laughs) That's honestly one of the first things I ask because it's so important to me. Do you even like makeup? Do you care? (laughs) Totally. That's It's such a good point because even like sometimes we get a lot of people, ironically, that come from beauty that want to like work for creating quality. I'm like, are you into people's careers? Do you like work? (laughs) A lot of times they, they look at like the title or the profile, but they don't really know, like, do you like this business? Cause this is what you're going to be in. So you have to like it. <laughs> totally. My number one piece of financial advice for new entrepreneurs is take smart money. The best career advice I've ever been given is don't sit on the sidelines of life. You have to get off the bench and play in order to potentially win. I love that. And then I'm going to throw this one in there. You're throwing a dinner party and you can have one guest dead, alive, fictional, fake. Who would you have dinner with? Princess Diana. Oh my God. Nice. (laughs) You just, you knew that one girl. You were ready. I love it. (laughs) 
<laughs> well, can you tell everyone where they can buy Lawless Beauty, follow you and the brand on social media? Yes. So you can buy Lawless Beauty at Sephora.com in about 50 Sephora stores, uh, lawlessbeauty.com and qvc.com. And then I also go on air about once every week for an outside hit times change. So you can also order it from watching QVC. Oh my God. Amazing. Love that QVC life for you. It's fun. I know. I love it. We work with QVC a lot at Create and Cultivate. And I just think it's so fun when people sell out. I'm like, yes. (laughs) You know what? You would love this. I was just a judge on their show called The Big Find. And it's amazing. It's like Shark Tank, but all these little business entrepreneurs come and pitch their idea. And I actually just had the best time learning about these little businesses and these founders and how they got there. It was like fascinating. Yeah, they're doing a lot of incredible work there. And I love The Big Find. It's such a good program. So check that out if you're an entrepreneur or small business owner. Amazing. Well, thank you, Annie, so much for your time. We really appreciate it. Thank you. I appreciate it more. Have a great rest of your day. For more inspiring conversations like this one, follow The Work Party on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcast. If you enjoy today's episode, make sure to rate and review us or show us some love on social. We love seeing you tune in every week and share your favorite episodes. We're at Work Party on Instagram and at It's a Work Party on Facebook and Twitter. And if you're interested in creating your own podcast or want to know the ins and outs of the business of podcasting, we've teamed up with the Lady Gang to bring you The Pop Class, a comprehensive guide that covers everything from planning your content to sourcing guests to becoming your own in-house producer and so, so, so much more. All are available for purchase on the Create and Cultivate website now. That's createcultivate.com. I'm your host, Jacqueline Johnson, and this is Work Party.